Welcome to No Truck Stops, a Pac-12 podcast. I'm Carlos. Joining me live is Avery at Brave Grapes. Drinking makes you sick. Don't drink alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) And for the last time ever, read at Pac-10, read. Watching Oregon basketball makes you sick. Oh, it made me sick. I was I was rooting hard for uh, for for Oregon, Why were you and uh, they, they so fucked hard me. For Oregon, because I fucking hate Arizona. I'm in. <laughs> I'm all in on on just hating Arizona. Look, uh, UCLA has given me nothing this year, so I've decided I'm just gonna be a big hater. You know what? This Arizona. reminds me of um, Washington State fans in football. This is how they act. <laughs> Which is how they were. Who were they rooting? They're just who huge were they being haters hater for Washington. Oh, I see. Yeah, no, I'm I'm because their team is a gas hater. I'm a big old hater. That's exactly what I am right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you to thank you for joining us. This uh, podcast obviously sponsored by Homefield Apparel. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. We'll talk about Arizona and Washington State continuing to dominate the Pac-12 standings. We'll talk about the Pac-12 Women's Basketball Tournament. The bracket is now finalized, so now we get to dig into some of the matchups. We'll talk about who we think has the easiest path, who we think got screwed in the seating, who we think is actually going to win the tournament. That is all happening this coming week. That will be a lot of fun, so let's uh, we'll dig into that. We'll talk about most disappointing men's teams. We'll talk about a wide range of other stuff, I'm so sure. But first, as always, please like this video. Subscribe to this YouTube channel. We'd really appreciate it. And if you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, leave us a five-star review. Really help us out. I actually don't know if we have any new five-star reviews. There's been a dearth. We're in a drought of five-star reviews. We're in a drought of reviews generally. People don't uh, like across us. The, well, enough across to review the, us. I feel like, I feel like uh, people are not uh, reviewing other podcasts I'm listening to either. People are begging. It's dry out there, y'all. It's dry. It's the 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 five stars. The ratings are drying up. It's a drought. <laughs> it's a drought. Uh, so thank you all for doing that. And on our Patreon, of course. Last week, what did we talk about last week, Reed? Do you remember? Um, dear God, was it was it NCAA <laughs> ratings last week? Or? Oh yeah, we talked about EA College Football twenty five ratings for uh, Pac twelve players. Went through, figure out who was going to be rated in 99, tried to figure out how we were going to rate uh, Cam Rising. The big debate was whether Cam Rising or Miller Moss would be okay. rated higher. I feel like I need to make a statement on this because Carlos asked me this question. And just the way this question even exists leads me to believe that Miller Moss would be ranked higher, rated higher. No. Because no. you asked the fucking question. Why would you ask Matt, the question? Matt, if asked, that Matt asked the question. Okay. All the Utah well, fans have a persecution complex. No, I'm convinced. I just would not be shocked if a USC quarterback was rated higher than a Utah quarterback. Let's let's be serious. That's a persecution <laughs> complex. <laughs> no, I feel like that's it's just exactly what I'm talking. I about. feel like that's most programs against USC, right? Yeah, I, I feel so good when, about, but not Miller Moss. <laughs> I feel like that I also think Cam Rising sucks. So <laughs> yeah, that. I don't Ra- think he's yeah. good. I think he's a good college quarterback. I'd give him. Uh, what did we say? Eighty nine, high nineties, high eighties, low nineties. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's where he's going to end up. I mean, he's anyway. won. He's been on a good stage. I think, yeah, yeah high I think, 80s. I, yeah, I think he's going to be. I think, like, I, I wouldn't be shocked. Wins I would say the lowest that he'd go is like an 86. Stat. According to EA, <laughs> they are. So, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know. I wasn't a 14-year-old boy. So, oh, you're going to turn into one when this game comes out, right? I don't know. I might get the <laughs> ick from everyone talking about it all the time and be like, no, no, thank you. 
Um, anyway, uh, so there's that. Go check that out. We'll probably talk about some other stuff. We haven't put together the show notes for that, but we'll put we'll talk about something tomorrow on our Patreon. Subscribe for just $5 at NoTruckStops.com. Okay, let's get into it. We are going to start with the men's side here. Arizona and Washington State managed to go undefeated yet again this week. Arizona played Oregon this week and won. And they also played Arizona State as well. I completely forgot about that. Oh, that Beat like the shit so out of Arizona. Beat the, I know it does. For whatever <laughs> it was, it was on a Wednesday. Oh, it was why. a Wednesday game. <laughs> uh, beat the shit out of Arizona State at the McHale Center and followed that up with a complete beatdown, an obliteration of Oregon in in uh, Tucson. Sorry, at the McHale Center. Arizona looks like they're rolling. On the other side, Washington State swept the L.A. schools at home, narrowly escaped a USC team that looks looks like it might be finding something here really, really late, and then went on to host UCLA and beat them in a relatively close game. The result was 77-65, but I think the score indicated the score was uh, d- does not quite portray how close this game was throughout. So these two teams go 4-0 this week. They now sit atop the Pac-12 standings. It is one of those two teams that are going to win the Pac-12. It's undetermined, I would say, at this point. Uh, at this point, it feels like it could be either one. Uh, Arizona has a half-game lead up on Washington State. If uh, both of these, if, if these teams win out, Arizona would win because they have one less loss in the loss column. But uh, if Arizona loses one more and Washington State wins its final, I think they only have one game left against Washington. Yes, they do. If Washington, uh, if they beat Washington and Arizona loses one to UCLA or USC, Washington State would actually win the Pac-12, uh, which I think has not happened in a very, very long time. They would win the regular season title. So, these two teams neck and neck right now for the Pac-12 regular season title. Pretty clearly them. It's those two. And then the next one is Oregon, which is two and a half games back Washington State. They're not going to be able – everyone else is pretty much eliminated at this point for the regular season title. So here they are, Arizona and Washington State. I, I mean, I, I guess my first question to you, we have this debate every week. And every week we sort of wonder and, and sort of talk about these two. This time, after this weekend – which would you say? Which would you say is a better team right now, Arizona or Washington State? Avery, how about you Arizona. start off? Okay, still okay. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, Washington State almost lost to USC like two days ago, so I don't know. <laughs> that was pretty close. What was... do you like about Washington State uh, more than Arizona? What, what what makes you th- or Arizona more than Washington State? What makes you think they're a, a much better team? Uh, you know what? That's a good question. I don't want to say. <laughs> I don't want to say brand because that's so stupid, but I feel like, I mean, how are we defining better? Because I do think that Washington State has a better chance in the tournament just because I think Tommy um, Lloyd. Lloyd. I, yeah, I know his name. Sorry. Tom, I'm, really, <laughs> I'm really young over right now. I'm so sorry. Tommy Lloyd likes to choke in the NCAA tournament, but I think Arizona's yeah. better than they are. I just feel like they're a more consistent team. And I still have like the nagging voice in the back of my head telling me it's Washington state. So maybe I'm just like a, like a little hater that hates small teams with good stories or something, (laughs) but I just feel more confident that Arizona would like be the better team, like in the PAC 12 tournament, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Arizona does have that thing going on for them in Vegas. Uh, Arizona, uh, so Arizona is getting the nod from Avery. Reed, what about you? Arizona or Washington State, which team is better right now? 
Yeah, I just watched Arizona look like maybe the best basketball team I've ever seen in my entire life. It's them and the 2017 <laughs> Warriors battling it out. And I think after Saturday, I might give the nod to Arizona. Um, it was a must-win game for Oregon, and they went up by 27 or like 25 points 10 minutes into the game. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. And never really relinquished that lead. <laughs> it was... It was wild. To, you know, typically with these games, these basketball games, it's like they get up to a big lead and, you know, Oregon, I expected Oregon to cut, at least cut it to like 11, 12, 10, something like that. Never got there. I think the smallest lead during that time was like 17. Yeah, it was pretty, uh, and uh, Arizona <laughs> promptly pushed it back up. Yeah, Arizona absolutely owns Oregon. I think something about the styles and Oregon not really being able to slow the game down. And then Shellstad guarding Caleb Love. It just is ugly, man. Uh, like, Oregon scored 83 points, but Arizona shot 56% from three. Scored 103 points. <laughs> yeah. Jermaine Cousinard, yeah. Oregon's best player at 39. Did not fucking matter. Didn't, <laughs> did not. God, I did not realize he, he had 39, 39 points. And we're not even talking about it. Um it felt like much of that too. Like they were kind of talking to him up a little bit during the broadcast, and I was kind of in and out because at that point they were getting their ass kicked. Um, and I was just like, okay, he's just getting a bunch of garbage time minutes. Thirty nine? God, I did not realize that. <laughs> yeah, it did not feel like thirty nine to me. Did not matter. Uh, Kylan Boswell, who we talked about last week a lot, um, and have talked about this season, kind of had a down week last week. There were some questions around him. He fucking showed up on Saturday. He absolutely delivered against Oregon. Um, he he started off like he had 15 points right when he came in. Just could not miss from three. Uh, and when when Arizona plays like they played Saturday, they're a team with like national championship upside. I mean, they can beat anyone when they play that well. Uh, their entire starting lineup, like four players above 19 points is absurd. Um, So I think just the balance that they have and the talent that they have in that starting five uh, makes me think that, yeah, they're going to finish this off and beat the LA schools. I'm not that worried about that Um, in general. Like they've just been a buzzsaw through so much of this PAC 12 season. They've lost to Wazoo twice in super close coin flip games by three points everyone knows if you lose by three it doesn't even really count um <laughs> but you know they lost they lost the game to stanford where stanford was shooting you know out of their minds they lost a crazy game on a jordan pope game winner but like they haven't dropped random games other than that and wazoo has dropped a few of those they've just won the head-to-heads to kind of close that gap but i think arizona's the better team yeah, I, I hear you. I'm going to go with Washington State. I, oh, the thing with Washington. <laughs> um, I know a bit of big old Washington State hater, uh, and it's really fun to get on that fan base's nerves. But they, to me, look like a team that I think just feels more well-rounded and doesn't have – they look – here's what I'll say – they look like a more mentally tough and disciplined team to me than Arizona does. Um, I would say Arizona has a lot of talent. They have a lot of great talent. They got a lot of length. They got a lot of athleticism. First of all, I'd say Washington State has more size. I think they're a bigger team. 
Um, and then we talked about this last year, last week. I think they're the second. They have they're they're number two in average height in the country. Uh, Washington State is. They've just got a lot of big guys that they can throw at you. Uh, between Ruben Chinello, between Oscar Clough, um, between Isaac Jones, like those three are all can all play the five and are really good at it. Really good defenders. Um, in pick and roll action, they can be kind of dangerous. They weren't in this game. The bigs were kind of negated against UCLA. Um, but they they have a wide range of bigs that they can throw at you. On top of that, uh, Miles Rice and Jalen Wells are just straight-up hoopers, like some of the, the coolest, dopest hoopers in the conference. We don't really talk about them because they're on Washington State and because you know they, aren't, they maybe aren't heralded. But those two combined for... 45 points against UCLA, 45 of their 77. Uh, they were they were, they were destroying they UCLA. They were fun to watch. Uh, yeah, and Jalen Wells, uh, incredible shooter. Miles Rice, an aggressive player, not quite the same shooter that Miles, that Jalen Wells is, but uh, a really, really uh, aggressive uh, offensive player that I think puts a lot of pressure on defenses. Um, I just think that Washington State, to me, first of all, they've beaten Arizona now twice. We're, we're talking about like this question around who's better, Arizona or Washington State. Well, Washington State has won two games, so there's that. But I also think that Washington State does not have the – I'm not sure. Arizona can just feel like a front runner sometimes and can just let its foot off the gas and get itself into holes uh, and then and then sort of – scramble in desperation to figure shit out washington state i don't think has that i think they people will point to the arizona state game i'm going to give them the you know pass for having to you know go off and win their biggest game in i don't know how many years i don't know how many decades uh and then having to go at tempe to pure chaos agents in arizona state i'm giving them a pass for that um to come back and sweep the la schools the la schools which (coughs) i think better than their position within the conference indicates are starting to look like at least USC starting to look like it's putting some stuff together. UCLA, which is, you know, going to be a tough out most of the time. So yeah, I'm, I I think it's Washington State. I I feel like if they met in Las Vegas, it's hard to beat a team three times. But uh, I don't know if football is any indication. Uh, you know, maybe it's just predictive of the fact that one of those teams is better than the other. You read, you would know about that. Oregon would have beat um, Washington if they played for a third time. Exactly. <laughs> Vegas would have favored us a third time. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. And Ken Palm in Vegas will favor Arizona over Washington State. Ken Palm, the metrics, fucking love Arizona. Uh, and that's because Arizona, when Arizona wins, it's like, uh, it, it's a blitz. It's like they've just nuked the fuck out of a team. And Washington State wins, it doesn't quite look like that, but yeah, that's you know, true. It, that's all a good the same, point. it matters. Okay. You know, there's a huge difference between beating a team by 10, 11 points and 20 or 25 points. Who can, the metrics do count that. Who can beat Arizona in Vegas absent of like a absurd three point shooting night? Like it, assuming you're not going to shoot above 50% from three feels Washington state. I will give you, they can win that game against Arizona UCLA. <laughs> I think I'm interested yeah. to see what this one looks like. I think the styles there UCLA maybe can do something and the rivalry and everything. I don't think like anyone else could beat Arizona at this point. And I Colorado maybe. Colorado definitely has the talent to do, do it. Do, do <laughs> you know they? the combined margin this season when in the two matchups between Arizona and Colorado? 
Anyone oh, want to guess? The God, I don't want to be like God. They, they beat the shit out of them twice. I'm gonna say the, the average margin or combined. Combined between the two matchups. <sighs> I'm gonna say it's like 80, or 80 or 90. <laughs> like Arizona has them beat by by like. I didn't 80 or realize 90. Is that they right? they beat them in Boulder too. Oh yeah, that's right. Because yeah. they beat both the mountain schools. It's it's sixty seven. So they beat him by yeah, forty seven. Never much, mind. I take that back. Once in twenty the other time. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! Just no, be I mean I think the state in UCLA. <laughs> to your point, Reed, about who can beat Arizona. First of all, I think I think it is. I think Washington State is the obvious answer. I think that they can yeah. do it. Uh, the other one is UCLA, and the reason I say it, and I actually think um, I, I think the Oregon State game is actually kind of instructive for this. The teams that beat Arizona are the ones that's and the reason why Oregon struggles right uh is is the teams that are built around slowing down basketball games yeah that's uh, right Oregon does not play typically a slow brand of basketball this is the slowest they've probably been in the Dana Altman era but like they're not a particularly slow basketball program that's not part of their identity UCLA and Washington State, it is very much part of their identities. Uh, it is they have done that stuff. Kyle Smith and Mick Cronin are both coaches that love to slow things down, and it was, as a result, they give Arizona fits. Uh, if you slow Arizona down, play the the lowest possession basketball game you po- possibly can, you can beat them because sometimes they falter in the half court. Now, I think this year is a little bit different because Caleb Love is is a bit of a. I think he's the most. Uh, He's the most Hooper basketball player that has ever played at Arizona in the Tommy Lloyd era. Because in a half court situation, it's like, okay, well, we're we have nothing going for us, so Caleb Love can can jack it up from beyond the three, and there's a decentish chance that he'll be able to make it and do it consistently. Um, I think that's that's the difference for this Arizona team. But I don't know. I think you can't. Oregon State slowed that game to a crawl. Has slowed games to a crawl for quite a long time now, and. They beat Arizona. Yeah. Washington State is is really good at that. Yeah, and, and in particular, true. when they're not having to – they're not shooting a ton of threes this year. They're really getting stuff on the interior and making shit a slog. I think that's why Washington State gives Arizona so much trouble. Uh, Arizona is continuing to have this problem playing teams that love to – and successfully slow the game down. I don't – that's what makes me skeptical of what Arizona is doing and – I don't know. I tend to favor the teams that can can impose their style of basketball uh, on other player on other teams. So I, I'm gonna I'm going to say that Washington State is a better team, probably for that reason. And and why I think UCLA has the second best chance to take down Arizona in the tournament. I don't think they will, but I think they have the second best chance. Yeah, that's that's what sets up this tournament to be kind of scary. When I look at it, though, going back to that Oregon State game, totally agree with what you said. Oregon State also shot 60% from three in that game against Arizona. So it's going to take absurd shot making, I think, for anyone other than Washington State and UCLA to win. And why I think that's especially scary is we talk about Colorado, Utah, maybe Oregon as the teams who are on the brink of an at-large bid. They're going to have to beat Arizona in all likelihood because Washington State cannot take out Arizona for anyone. Washington State's heading towards it like they're going to be one and two on opposite sides of the bracket. So Washington State can't meet them before the championship game and therefore can't do the dirty work of taking out Arizona for anyone else to step in and save us all from Arizona. (laughs) And yeah, we do, because I don't I don't. 
I don't think like Colorado can't do it against them. I don't think Utah away from Salt Lake City can beat Arizona. Arizona I, won in Salt Lake too. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It, like, and it, the only I think it being in Salt Lake is what made it close. Oregon sure as hell isn't beating Arizona. So, like, how are we going to get out of this and have someone not named Arizona? Who's win the, the last place in the Pac-12 right now? Oregon uh, State or Oregon USC? State. It's Oregon State. Yeah. Oregon State, I guess, is our our. If they only win their hope, first game, yeah, to replicate what they did in Corvallis earlier. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it raises an interesting question: like, is there going to be a non-Arizona Washington State team in the Pac-12 final? I'm not. I don't think so. Well, I, I'm not sure there will be. No, but the thing the thing about these two teams is head to head. I agree. Like Washington State matches up well, but Washington State is not the same is not in the same category of just being a buzzsaw through their Pac-12 schedule. Like a lot of Oregon can beat Washington State on a neutral. They won in Pullman. They played them close in um in Matt Knight. Like they can beat Wazoo. I think a lot of these teams can beat Washington State. Uh I wouldn't be shocked if I, I mean Washington played them close. Like Cal beat them, you know. I, I think that uh they lost to both the mountain schools on that road trip. Obviously, they've gotten hot of late, but like they even lost to Arizona State recently. I think that they Washington State can lose to a lot of teams. So if if you're asking which part of that equation won't make the title game, I think it's Washington clearly State. Washington State. Yeah, that's why I think Arizona's better. Yeah, I mean they tend to they tend to Arizona tends to figure their shit out in Las Vegas. I, I give them that, but they've had some stinky ass games in this one too. And I don't think it's necessarily just them getting unlucky with the, the, the three, uh, three point shooting on the other end. Um, I think that's certainly a part of it, but I don't know. You shouldn't be losing to Oregon state or Stanford, um, you know, re- regardless of their three point shooting, or you might be able to do some stuff and chase them off the three point line. I think there was a number of things they could have done in those games. So I'm not sure that they're, those are quite fluky games, Maybe they're on the flukier side. I don't know. I mean, I just, I guess I'm just like, I don't know. Then the whole thing about Arizona never losing in Vegas under the Tommy Lloyd era is, is very, you know, it's ringing, it's hitting me in the face, I guess is what I'll say. (laughs) Um, So I don't know. I mean, I think that these two teams are the, uh, I think Washington State just matches up well with Arizona, but you're right, Reed. I do think that Washington State does feel like they're, they could get got by one of these teams, you know, that's a little bit more talented than they are that maybe speeds the game up or forces them into something they're not comfortable with. I don't know. I mean, I, I, but I have a lot of respect for Washington state. I I think I'd still pick them to go to the Pac-12 championship game. I'd still pick them to be able to get through most of these teams. You know, I could, I could see some of them upsetting them, but I don't know. I think I'd take Arizona versus the field. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Um, okay, well, that's Arizona and Washington State. Uh, those two teams clearly headed for a collision course for a third matchup. <laughs> we'll see if Washington State can pull off the the three peat if they if they manage to get there. Um, Washington State has to play Washington, as we said. Arizona has to play the LA schools. We'll see who ends up winning the Pac-12 regular season championship. I will say though, Kyle Smith, coach of the year. I think he's won it. I think he's locked it up at this point. Much to my chagrin, all the Washington State fans can dunk on me and hate on me for that. Um, but he's won it. I I think that given how much of the roster has had to churn 
from year to year, they lose <laughs> like four of their five most productive players uh, from last season. Um, all of them seeking to either get a bag or or win. <laughs> uh, and it turns out that actually staying at Washington State was the right way to go this entire time. Um, and have had to kind of transform how they play. Like we've said all year, like they aren't shooting a ton of threes like they used to in previous years. Um, they're really big and they're playing on the interior, not quite something that they were adept at, even with Muhammad Gay last year. And now they've retooled with Oscar Clough, Isaac Jones, Ruben Chiniello. Like they've got a, a wide, they've got a, a, a nice swath of bigs that they can throw at teams. Uh, and now they've developed Miles Rice into J- and Jalen Wills, Wells into, I mean, they look like first conference, all uh, first, con- first, first team, all conference players. Um, one of them looks like a player of the year candidate. Hell, sometimes I felt like Jalen Wells probably deserved player of the year consideration. And Miles Rice is only a freshman. So the hope is, I really hope that this Washington State team, team stays together. Maybe next year it's a little too early to talk about. they're going to stay together? <laughs> if, I hope so. I mean, Washington I don't know. Washington State I mean, hasn't I, been able to hold on to players when they've been in a power conference. Like, I really don't see that happening considering what's going to be happening after this season. Yeah, I... I would say I would hope so. I mean, I oh man, I really hope they hang on to these players because I think be they, cool. they've got something good here. Miles um, Rice, I mean, he's been through hell in Pullman. Maybe he's ready to go get a bag somewhere else. Um, but if this team comes back, if you're, if, you know, one of the calculations for players leaving Washington State is that they had a better chance to win elsewhere. I mean, DJ Rodman, you know, the screenshots of that that quote going around where he was like, yeah, I went to go uh, right now. Washington state is rebuilding and I want to go win in my final year. Well, now you can win at Washington state. They're going to win 24 games this year. They'll win. They'll win 25 games when it's all said and done at very minimum. If they all come back next year, going into the West coast conference, they'll compete with Gonzaga year one for the West coast conference championship. Like they could Uh, do that. St. Mary's. Yeah, they'll be there. They'll be there. They'll be there with St. Mary's. Yeah, St. Mary's. Maybe St. Mary's is the is the real contender there. But um, I think they will absolutely be there. So uh, Sean Cross says, uh, "quote I want to be a winner," and then chooses Andy Enfield in the comments. <laughs> uh, so true. All right. Well, that's Arizona. That's Washington State. We'll get to the rest of the men's a little bit later. But let's talk a little bit about the better side of basketball in this conference. The women's basketball tournament is finalized now that the final the final week of the season is over. A uh, bunch of, I don't know, kind of poopy games. Stanford beat Oregon State without Reagan Beers, so I'm not sure how much weight we're putting into all that. At this point, I will say, like, the Pac-12 uh, is much too strong for any team to be able to overcome missing their best player and not lose a bunch of games. So uh, I don't really fault anyone for missing their best player and losing. Anyway, the uh, Pac-12 women's basketball bracket finalized. The four buys. Number one, Stanford. They get the first seed in the Pac-12 tournament. Number two, USC. Number three, UCLA. And the final buy goes to number four, Oregon State. Uh, so those are your four buys. that They will play their first game uh, this Thursday. On Wednesday, in the first round, The first game of the slate, number 12, Oregon, has to play number 5, Colorado. Uh, The next game at 2.30 on Wednesday, number 9, Washington State, plays number 8, Cal. Number 10, Washington, at 6 p.m., plays number 7, Arizona. And then number 11, Arizona State, plays number 6, Utah, to end the 
night at 8 30 p.m reading all off on the pack brackets is such good content for <laughs> okay how about i ask a fucking question how about you let me ask a fucking question about it um so those are the matchups now are you ready for the are you are you okay <laughs> God damn. Um, which matchup are you mo- Here's the question. Which <laughs> matchup ready. are you most looking, looking forward to? Thing. <laughs> I am most looking forward to... Uh, on, Wednesday, on Wednesday. On Wednesday specifically. Uh, they're all kind of meh. Like the only exciting matchups for me are Utah and Arizona State and Colorado and Oregon simply because to see how much they win by. I don't... Interesting. I yeah. don't think Cal, Washington State, Arizona, or Washington have any shot at getting past the second day. So it really means nothing to me. Um, so yeah, that's my answer. I'm, I'm not interested okay. in any of these matchups really. Reed. I think, uh, I think Arizona Washington seems like the yes, most interesting one, one for sure. That's the one I was going to say. That's a big one. Yeah. Those are the two teams. Arizona um, beat Stanford uh, last week. I think it was. Washington beat Oregon State and Utah in the last two weeks. Those are the two teams that I think have much of any potential to. It's I, it's too much of a juggernaut slate to say they're going to like make a run yeah, to the, the conference title, like, but they could. The winner of that game could beat USC, maybe. You know, <laughs> like maybe they they uh, could they could make a little noise. Is that, Definitely is more likely to than Oregon, probably. Yeah, here's the thing. Right. <laughs> None of these are like Stanford isn't losing to Wazoo or Cal. That's not fucking happening. Um, and the other ones, I think Colorado and Utah. Yeah, they could they could win their games, but that's not a real upset. Washington or Arizona would be an upset that's somewhat plausible. I I uh, yes, I think that's all right. It's clearly Washington and Arizona for me. Here's the reason. These two teams are playing for an NCAA tournament bid right now. That's true. Um, they are they are right on the bubble. Arizona, per her hoop, her hoop stats, is uh, one of the last four in. Um, and and Washington has is building itself a nice little resume. To be honest with you, they they should be on the bubble. I've got to go look at some other brackets to see if they maybe are on the bubble in some of these. But what they have done over the past few weeks now um, against the best teams in the conference they have figured some shit out and it's a little unfortunate that they had such a it took them so long to get to this point but they are three and one over their last four with uh wins over you know oregon okay fine uh a win over oregon state now oregon state was missing reagan beers but they do end up beating uh oregon state um they lose a tough one to colorado and then they go on the road to salt lake city and beat utah um they're looking like they've they're figuring it out right now. Um, they have a win over Washington. I mean, over USC earlier in the season. They've got a, a nice little resume in addition to playing a really good uh, non-conference. Not a really good non. It was a weak non-conference slate, but they ran through their weak non-conference slate. So Washington has, uh, for those who aren't really paying attention, they got a shot here, and beating Arizona would and getting to the second round and maybe even getting past a. Who did I say they had to play? USC. It looks like they've got to play uh, USC. Oh, they absolutely have a shot to beat USC. The way Washington plays, like they're such a, a Mick Cronin type team because they slow games down to a crawl. They play disgusting defense. Uh, they will just, they held, uh, who was it that they just played that I had just mentioned? Um, Utah. 
Utah to what did they hold him to? 47 points. Like it was pretty bad. I mean, 47. I mean, but this is what Washington does. They are a nasty defensive team. Uh, They, they absolutely can hold USC to some, they already did. They beat USC in Los Angeles, held uh, Juju Watkins in USC to 59. They absolutely could beat USC uh, again in the PAC 12 tournament. So, I think that game and Arizona, on the other hand, like they look like a real problem themselves. Uh, They are in the last four in in her hoop stats. Um, They have had a hell of a showing over the past couple of weeks. Let me look at their schedule because I'm pretty sure um, they they lost. Okay, they got their ass beat by UCLA. That happened yesterday. I did forget about that for a second, but they almost beat USC. Uh, They beat Cal. They upset Stanford, missing Cameron Brink. They did beat Washington uh, and they beat Washington State. Um, entering the game against the LA schools, but I think they've got a resume. So those two teams, I think, are playing for their NCAA tournament lives. There's a good chance the winner of that game gets in. Um, and who knows? Either one that gets in will have an opportunity to beat a USC team that's beatable. I mean, all these teams are beatable. But um, so I'm, I, I think that's the most intriguing game of the slate. I'm really, really curious. Kalawazoo also uh, on the bubble and both potentially playing for their tournament lives. I think both of them will lose to Stanford, um, but they that might be a bubble game as well. Yeah, Washington State per... Let me see where her hoop stats has Washington State in their bracketology. Um, I'm pretty sure they're on the bubble. Oh, they are currently in the field per her hoop stats. Um, now, of course, there's a lot of variation uh, in these brackets, but right now, Washington State would be an 11 seed. Um so right right now, her hoop stat says that the Pac-12 has eight eight Pac-12 teams in the NCAA tournament field. Wild, which would be wild um, if that actually happens. So yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm I think Cal Washington State is a is a really really good pick. Yeah, CB, um, CBS has those two in last four in in their bracketology. I just pulled that up. So really, Cal as well. Yeah, Cal and and Washington State hmm. are in last four in. So. Who knows what will actually come out of it? But so we're getting certainly. ten teams in the tournament. Then. <laughs> yeah, I what's see. the path? What do we think is the path to get ten teams? Um, God, I mean, that's, the thing is, is that Cal, Washington State, they have to play each other. They probably gonna, both one of need is, that win. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they might eliminate each other, and Washington, Arizona, they might eliminate one of them might eliminate the other as well. So I'm not sure. It's, right. I think we're it's locked in at eight, possible. pretty much. I think the two winners of that game and definitely the top six seeds, obviously, are locks. Yeah, I think I think the best chance for a ten <laughs> a ten team field for the Pac-12 is oh man, I'm Arizona's- gonna say Washington beating. Well, if Oregon, State State Washington, if Oregon just made a run to the title, <laughs> takes the auto bid, that, that would someone, be pretty funny. That could get us there. It's not quite the same thing, but twenty, you know, twenty twenty three, Washington State did earn itself a Pac twelve, uh, you know, NCAA tournament auto bid by winning the Pac twelve championship tournament uh, in game. Is there a team in here in this field that you think is? Oh God! Now that I ask this, I'm like, who's capable of that? No. I don't know. No, I don't. It's God. just like this is a gauntlet. You, yeah, you don't just have to win one of those games. You literally you have, three. have three top ten teams in a row. Good luck. Good luck. You're on the <laughs> bubble now. Just win three top ten games in a row. Something that tournament. South Carolina and Iowa have not done, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are going to. Yeah, any whoever wins the Pac-12 championship will have played more top ten teams in, in a, the in three days in this bracket in this week 
than like South Carolina will have to do all season. Like it's absurd. Everybody in You're the right. chat no, just I don't took see... a shot because we mentioned um, South Carolina. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So those are the matchups on Wednesday. I mean, I think uh, Washington State Cal could be interesting. I'm really intrigued by Washington Arizona. Arizona State, Utah, yeah, I'm just wondering to see. I'm waiting to see how badly Utah beats Arizona State. Would be a hell of an upset, but I don't. I mean, Arizona State and Oregon are just auto wins for everyone else at this point. Um, go ahead, right. Reed. Yeah, sadly, that's correct. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but uh, who do you think has the best path? Who do you think has the most favorable path to the Pac-12 championship? If you're looking at these, this bracket and you're sort of eyeing them, you say, ah, oh, you know, they've got a nice, if they only get past X, Y, Z team, they don't have to beat all of them. So is there a team in this bracket, the way that it's set up, that you think is set up nicely to make a run at the Pac-12 championship? It's Utah. I think Utah has a great draw here. I mean, that's super homer of me. Obviously, they play Arizona State the first day, and that's an auto win, like we said. That would be an unbelievable upset if they didn't win. They go on to play UCLA, who's good, but they've also beat UCLA before, so it's not impossible. I mean, it depends on how Alyssa Peely plays and the rest of the crew, but like, it's not impossible. And then... I don't know. They might be playing USC if they beat UCLA. They might be playing Arizona or Washington. They beat USC twice. I think they could beat Arizona or Washington pretty easily. Because like when you look at the other side of the bracket, I, I don't really want to pick one of the like top teams in the Pac-12 because I feel like it's too easy to say they had a good draw. But like I feel like if say that Utah was the fifth seed in Colorado's position, they would have to play Oregon State and then Stanford, teams that they did not beat. So I just feel a lot better about them ending up on the same side of the bracket as USC and UCLA. And I think that's put them in like a favorable position to make it to the title game. Yeah, I think I almost might pick Utah too. I think that's a good pick. I didn't really consider them. I was thinking, I was kind of thinking Stanford, which I know is easy to say that, but you know, Washington state Cal, those are like decent teams, but I think Stanford could take care of them pretty handily. Yeah. And then Oregon state, I think of the four buys, I might, God, I'm, I'm not sure which one I would want. Like, I, I'm, I'm struggling, but I guess I'll just follow the line of thinking with Utah. It's like UCLA feels a little fraudy right now. Uh, I don't trust. I mean, they did beat the shit out of a pretty, you know, feisty Arizona team, but they, um, th- th- UCLA is beatable. Like they, they are beatable, especially specifically if you can kind of take Lauren Betts out of the game. Um, and then if they, if they manage to beat. UCLA on Thursday. Um, USC is also beatable. They beat them twice. Juju Watkins, like if you can take her away or force her to go to score 30 points off, you know, 35 shots or something ridiculous like that. I'd like Utah's chances in that game. So um, I do think Utah has a pretty favorable path. Uh, what about, what about, what about you, Reed? Do you, is there, is there a path here? Is there someone's path to the Pac-12 championship that you think is most favorable? I think your breakdown of Utah under the radar sold me. Uh, I mean, Stanford jumps out to me as, like you said, like they had the one seed. It's obvious, but it's the easiest path because I think they have the easiest first round matchup of anyone. Well, second round, I guess, after the bye. Um, And I think I will feel pretty good about there. Did they lose to Colorado ever this season? I know they beat. uh, No, Stanford. Uh, They did lose to them early in the season. Yeah, they did. Uh, way back in did they yeah like the fourth game of conference play but they beat Oregon State twice 
Colorado's been reeling kind of recently. Um, so I feel good about Stanford probably making the Pac-12 title. But like you said, anyone's path is going to be hard, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought you were talking about Utah. Yeah, yes, I mean, they did. Yeah, yeah. Stanford. Yes. Yeah, it was it was Colorado. You're talking about, wait. Who, I was talking about team Stanford, Colorado. About Stanford. Yeah. yeah. Colorado's okay, not okay. going to beat Oregon State. Like, I, I genuinely don't think that's going to happen. Colorado is... We should talk about them. Uh, Colorado has been on... They have... They look... They do not look like the same team Mm-mm. that they were in the middle or the beginning of the season. Um, I think some of that was just like they had to play really, really hard teams. They had to play one, two, three, four. I mean, top 25 teams in a row. They had to play Oregon State. They had to play Utah. They had to play USC. And they had to play UCLA. They go 0-4 in that, in that stretch. Okay, that's a tough stretch. They beat Washington and then lose to Washington State, a, a team that's good, but one that absolutely Colorado should beat. Mm-hmm. Um they look they're on a really tough slide. They finished the season one in five. And uh I think a large part of that is that Jalen Sherrod sort of looked like she was gonna be the breakout star for Colorado. She has kind of faded a little bit in the background. She's been fantastic. She's been very instrumental to what Colorado is doing, but she's faded a little bit into the background. Um their defense seems like it's having a harder time keeping up. Um, I think Washington probably wore them down a little bit in that game before, which is what Washington does. Our homie Joe and says, do not compare Tina Langley to Mick Cronin. They're polar opposites, probably as human beings, but as coaches, they got, they got very similar, very similar vibes in the way that they have been uh, coaching these teams um, in terms of slowing things down. And Washington probably just wore out Colorado in that game. So I think, oh man, Colorado, is in a is in a really they're in some dire straits. They have to figure something out. Luckily, they get a nice get yeah. right game with Oregon, it's so just, maybe that gives them a little bit of confidence. But man, they do not look good right now. That's the thing is, some people like argue that not having a buy could be a good thing if you're playing a team that you should easily beat because mm. you're kind of more. I don't know. You're like hyped up and you're less cold, I guess, like you've been warmed up against someone. So that goes for Utah and Colorado. Those are like, they're playing pretty easy opponents. They should both win their games. So maybe that will kind of give them an edge that they would need to beat um, UCLA and Oregon state respectively. But I, I don't, I don't feel confident about Colorado. They really haven't looked good the last few weeks. Yeah. yeah they've played it's been, some, it's, they played it's some brutal. close games, but they haven't won a big game in months now. So they have to win three of them to to get to a back twelve title. Like it's it's hard for me to believe that they're going to make up that that yeah. margin three times in a row. And they'd have to play Oregon State and Stanford, who I think are the best teams in the Pac twelve right now. Hmm, that's interesting. Well, I'm I don't really know. I feel to... like Oregon State shouldn't be a four seed. Like I I know how seeding works, obviously, but like the way they've been playing, <laughs> yeah, especially now that they have Reagan Beers back, like this yeah. is a this should be the two seed based off of how I view these teams. UCLA yeah, is I, trending towards a one also. What's up with that? Trending towards a one? A one seed. Oh, do you mean like a one oh, oh. one overall seed in the yeah. in the in the NCAA bracket? Yeah, I mean right now they're a one seed. Um I think they they have the the thing is that UCLA has the best resume and they've they've had to play one of the toughest schedules in the country, in mm-hmm. addition to the conference slate being really hard, they've had to play USC twice, which is a top 10 team. Uh, they've had to play Colorado t- twice. Uh, they've had to play Utah twice. Um, they only had to play Oregon State and Stanford once each 
Avery did say that they were the best teams in the conference, but they also played uh, Florida State, which was a which I think is an NCAA tournament team. Number two, Ohio State went to Columbus and beat Ohio State in Columbus. They were up by like thirty in that game and let Ohio State back in a little bit. And they also have a win over Connecticut, uh, which is you know what are they? They're like a top three seed or something like that mm-hmm. in the in her hoop stats. So they have the resume. I think uh, their games without Lauren Betts, that stretch where they did not have Lauren Betts was really, really tough. Uh, They lose to Utah in overtime in the first game. Uh, Without Lauren Betts, they have to play Washington and Washington State. They lose a close one to Washington State without Lauren Betts, Um, although Charlize Ledger-Walker for Washington State was injured in that one. But they lose a close one to the Cougs. Um, and then they had they got their ass beat by Stanford, again, without Lauren Betts. Um, I think their only loss with Lauren Betts in the game, they have two losses with Lauren Betts, you know, I guess you could say fully healthy, sort of, um, is their only two losses are uh, at USC in the revenge game and at Oregon State, um, a game where, Rogan, where Reagan Beers initially had gotten hurt um, and was out for, I don't know, more than half of that game. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think UCLA, I'm feeling really weird about UCLA. I feel like they sometimes look like the best team in the country. Sometimes I'm wondering what the fuck are they doing? They had 30 turnovers against, uh, our homie Alex brought it up and I didn't even bring it up, uh, when talking about, uh, their beat down of Arizona, 30 turnovers. I like, I cannot tell you how Fucking ridiculous that is. I've never heard of a team getting 30 turnovers and winning a basketball game. I've never, I'm not even sure I've heard of a college team getting 30, <laughs> committing 30 turnovers at all. Um, they've got a fit, they've got a lot of shit to figure out. I do think that they, um, you know, I, I think they've got some stuff to figure out. So I would not say they're the best team in the Pac 12 right now. Unfortunately, I would give it to Stanford or Oregon State, one of those two. But they could be. I think UCLA is the most talented team in the Pac-12. I think they're the most balanced. I think they've got good guards. I think they've got good bigs. I think they've got good wings. Stanford does not have good guards but has great bigs. Oregon State has um, a good bigs, and they've got pretty good guards. USC just has Juju Watkins. Um, so <laughs> UCLA, I would lot, say, is the though. most talented. <laughs> it is a lot. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it is a lot. Um, I, but it feels to me that UCLA has the talent to be the best team in the Pac-12. I would say that they are the most talented, the most well-rounded, the most balanced in terms of their roster. But they have not looked the most consistent all the time. Unfortunately, that has been Stanford. Now, Stanford has had an easy schedule this year. They've missed. They have only had to play some of these teams like once <laughs> all season. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. They, 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 I think they're deserving of the one seed. I also think they've got some shit to figure out. Um, quick question to wrap up this segment here. Who do you think gets into the Pac-12 uh, championship game, and who do you think wins it? Let's start with Reed. I'm going to go Stanford-USC. Um, I'll take Stanford to win, because I'm not... I think USC could get got before then. So I'll, I'll go... Oh, I think Stanford definitely, I think, has the highest win equity, and so I'm going Stanford interesting. and being boring. <laughs> Avery, who do you who do you like to make the Pac-12 championship game, and who do you think wins it ultimately? I think it's going to be Oregon State and UCLA. Interesting. Okay, I, rematch of the classic. <laughs> I just refuse. I refuse to just like give it to Stanford because I still have questions about their scheduling, and Reagan Beers is back, and I feel like man, Friday is just going to be such a. Those games on Friday are going to be so fun, and Thursday. 
But yeah, Utah, I want to believe it's Utah, but I think UCLA should beat Utah. UCLA should definitely beat USC. I don't I don't see USC getting past the semifinals, honestly. So I think it will be Oregon State and UCLA and ooh, who's going to win? I think, oh man, that's tough. I think I'm going to pick UCLA to win. Mm, okay. But I, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's a coin flip for me. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I've got, oh man, <sighs> it, it just, uh, so much of this depends on what USC's, if, if Juju Watkins has help, if Raya Marshall uh, is, um, is, is useful, if Mackenzie Forbes doesn't disappear, if Kayla Padilla hits shots uh, from the perimeter, I, I think I'd pick, I could pick USC to run the table here. I mean, it just depends on those, her support, Juju Watkins is supporting cast. And if that supporting cast decides to step up, I don't think that there's a team that can stop them. That's true. The problem is they, they've, she's got, she's got an up and down supporting cast. They, they might be able to give you 20 points, any of them, or they might give you nothing. They might literally give you zero points. Um, and that is, is what my hesitancy with picking USC is. I'm going to go in to that end. I'm going to go with UCLA Stanford. And I think we're going to get the game that I think we expected to get earlier this season where Lauren Betts was healthy and everyone was, uh, was on the floor. And we're going to see what really what who the best team in the conference is. I think it's been between UCLA and Stanford most of the season. Oregon State has kind of cycled in there. Colorado cycled in there for a little bit. USC might have cycled in there for a little bit. Um, but I I think it was it kept coming down to UCLA or Stanford. UCLA had been tested. They also had some injuries. Stanford not quite as tested. Missed Cameron Brink uh, for one or two games. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh man, I'm gonna pick Stanford to beat to beat UCLA. I think Corey Close. I will not trust that she's going to win a big game uh, in her life until she does it. When she does it, I'll believe it. Uh, but she's got to start winning some of these big high stakes games. And when she does, I'll start, I'll start thinking about her differently. So um, that's that. Uh, our homie Sean Cross will no truck stops be in Vegas this weekend. That's what the people want to know. I would love to. We fucked. I we well we fucked up because we're going to the men's basketball tournament. I mean, I think every mo, mo, the vast majority of Pac-12 fans will be going to the men's tournament over the women's tournament. This is the women's tournament. Okay, way more fun because of the teams are, are all like you know we got like fucking six top ten teams playing in the bracket, so that's cool. But it's also more fun because it's at the MGM grand garden arena which i love uh we went there for the what was it legends of basketball tournament something and i loved i loved the mgm grand garden arena i would love to i would wish the men's basketball tournament were there because you can bring drinks in from the outside you're in the mgm grand you can get out oh yeah the drinks thing was fantastic yeah just get a just get a very boozy slushy uh right outside and then bring it in like that's that was a lovely experience so yeah it would have been a way more fun time um but i i don't know i i think i was like can I try to swing a, a day game to a day a day trip to Vegas? Maybe I will. A day trip in and out that would get me. I don't know. Probably for the championship game, I guess. But I don't know. A lot of travel coming up, so we'll see. Um. Anyway, so there's that. Uh, any last thoughts about women's basketball before we talk a little bit of men's hoops to wrap this up? Okay. All right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the most disappointing team in the Pac-12 uh, in on the men's side in terms of hoops. Obviously, there are a lot of really big contenders here. We've got a lot of really 
really disappointing ass teams. We're coming to the end. I think we have a sense of which teams are bad now. We've only got two games, three games for some of these uh, for some of these programs. What would you say? Who would you say is the most disappointing team this season? Reed, how about you start us off? USC. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> Reed just put in the private chat. Can we do an ad read? Yes, we do have to do a fucking ad read. Uh, we're going to get fired from Home Field Apparel. Man, this is what happens when you don't put together show notes. Um, let's take a quick ad break and we'll answer the question I just asked about which is the most packed. You're, you're on a you're cliffhanging now. Uh, the most disappointed basketball team. We'll answer that uh, after we go to break real quick. No Truck Stops is proud to endorse Home Field as the only brand for college football and basketball consumers who watch teams outside their own. I can speak from experience. Over this past football season, Home Field allowed me to stay in fashion with my evolving rooting interests. In the preseason, I wore this Oski shirt to boast my cow curiosity. When Colorado started off hot, I threw on this beautiful Buffs shirt to commemorate my lifelong fandom. And even in the 11th hour with Washington on the doorstep of a national title, I threw on this Arizona State shirt and the bad vibes from Tempe came through. And of course, now with football season over, I've stocked up on my Oregon gear like this shirt as we enter the chase for the offseason natty. No matter the team, you can be confident in the same soft and comfortable home field quality. Use code NOTRUCKSTOPS23 to assemble your own collection of hats, shirts, hoodies, joggers, and bomber jackets at homefieldapparel.com. Unserious stuff for me. Can't believe I forgot the ad break. Thank you, Reed. Uh, I always love that ad because it looks like you're staring deep into the soul, deep into my soul with your big old green eyes. (laughs) Yeah, don't make eye contact with the ad, Reed. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. Most disappointing men's basketball team. Uh, Avery, let's start with you. Oh... Well, we had a minute and a half of yeah, an well, ad read. Did you not I was think expecting about Reed this? to go first. I was expecting Reed to go first because you called on him before the ad read. I did. My I answer did. I is Utah. I know it's so boring, okay. and it's because I'm a Utah fan. It's not. Utah should have should be a tournament lock this season. Like without a doubt, they should be in it. They looked like they would be for a majority of the season. They couldn't win any road games. Like they won one. They won one road game. They have a chance of making the tournament, but really they're not going to. Like, I don't see it happening. They have to beat Oregon and Oregon State on the road. And even though those teams haven't been great, they're on the road. And clearly they can't win those games. So it's just been frustrating that like in the third year of Craig Smith, this is still happening, that they couldn't even get an at-large bid. Like, kind of a bummer. I'm very disappointed. It's very frustrating. Yeah, Utah's Utah's a great pick because I think they have they have had so much continuity come back. Yeah, um, right. Their best players all came back for the most part. Brandon Carlson uh, comes back and he's supposed to be Pac-12 Player of the Year level player. I mean, we were talking about him like that last year, so to get him back was supposed to be pretty big. Um, getting Gabe Matson back, right? I think was supposed to be a big part of that. Um, having Raleigh Wooster take over the point guard. Now Raleigh Wooster got hurt. We haven't seen him since. 
but um, he's you know, not him, some him elite being, player though. Right. Like he's just okay. You can, you can and Davon Smith that. is really great, so he really should be able to fill in that point guard position and continue winning games. But it's just like the inability to win road games in like almost any situation is just so disappointing from a coach that's been here for so long and players that are like in their fifth season. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think that that, uh, that them not being able to do that with this roster coming back. And then they add some good pieces. I mean, they had Kei Vakeda coming back too, who was really burst onto the scene as a really, really good player. But, you know, you add Davon Smith, you add Cole Bajima. Um, those are players that I think you absolutely, you know, should have elevated you. And it really didn't. It's kind of unfortunate. It's a, it's tough to to watch them kind of fade the way that they have. They have how many how many road wins do they have in conference? Is it one? They it's have literally one, road one. Win against. Yeah, uh, one conference road win all season. Not a sweep, but a road win, um, and that was against UCLA as a one point game um, that ended up you know sending UCLA spiraling again. Um, so yeah, I think that's a really really good pick. I would have picked them. I think coming into conference play, I would have I was picking them to be a tournament lock. I was picking them to be a dark horse Pac-12 title contender. They aren't any of those things mm-hmm. right now. They 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 would be lucky to get into the Pac-12 tournament yeah, they at this need, point. They need some some help to get in the NCAA tournament. They need some luck for sure. Yeah. Reed, what about you? Most disappointing Pac-12 uh, men's basketball team. Well, I started saying USC because. I feel like I mean I don't want to talk about USC, but we also I feel like have just avoided them because they're so boring and they haven't been good. But like they really deserve to be crucified for how disappointing this season was. We talked; they were supposed to be like the second best team in the Pac-12 this year, and they are the second worst team in the Pac-12 instead. Um, so USC just has to be mentioned, but they're not that interesting. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Otherwise, Stanford also is a team I I wanted to be good this year, and they've just been totally boring. They're the only person. Even the media, like the media, picked them to be like top four last year, and I think they learned their lesson and had them like bottom four, despite the fact that they like have a pretty good roster again. It's because they yeah. haven't. Fired Everyone kind of caught up to them. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do we yeah. expect? To your point about USC, I mean, I think it just bears repeating again. They had the best roster coming in. They had the most talented roster. Uh, they brought back a ton of production in Boogie Ellis and Kobe Johnson um, and Joshua Morgan and Vinci Wuchuku. And they supplemented that with elite, elite newcomers. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Collier, the number one player in his class. Um, DJ Rodman, a, a legit player from Washington State, a transfer there. Um uh, who who am I missing? Or Bronny, Bronny James? James. Uh, you know, a top fifty, top one hundred recruit. Like they they had the pieces. They had the pieces at least to not be at least get into a top four seed with this Pac twelve the way that it's been. I think it's hugely disappointing. Andy Enfield. I mean, I don't know how much money is left on his contract, but he's this this season alone has put him on the hot seat. Um, I, I would not be shocked if. I don't know. USC decided to be bold and fire him. I don't think they will, but he's legit on the hot seat. He's got next year to figure it out, or I think that there's going to be real conversations around trying to get him out of there. So I think USC is is actually the obvious and the true pick, although there's some other good picks here too. Um, What about Oregon? 
you find them disappointing. They are pretty much on the outside looking in. I guess I'm well disappointed on the in, in Oregon because I've kind of just come to expect, and I think most people have, from Dana Altman to like finish his seasons really strong. So even with like the rough patches at the beginning of Oregon season, I just figured that they would finish in the conversation at the end of the year because that's how Dana Altman is. Like you can bet on that to happen, and that hasn't happened. They're still holding on, right? Aren't they still technically? Like in the conversation for a bid, I don't yeah. know. They they we have really got we have party we're, torn to shreds by Arizona. So we're the twelfth team out right now uh, per Lenardi. So Oof. not great. We're we're still hanging on to the graphic. We're at the last team listed on the next line. <laughs> but. I, I won't bet against Oregon in the Pac-12 tournament, though. Like I, <laughs> I'm not fucking touching would, that. <laughs> like no fucking. I way. would. I would. I would bet all the way against them. I, I have just watched too many. Hopefully, Utah teams lose to Oregon in the Pac-12 tournament. Like I, that team, I feel like is going to win at least a couple of games, just because that's what Dana Altman seems to do. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have faith in this Oregon team. I, I just, don't have faith either. I just, yeah, I don't know. I think they're they they're certainly disappointing. But it's the thing with Oregon. Like, in I don't know. When are we going to have the conversation about Dana Altman and his tenure at Oregon? That's not like, going to happen. Like, even in the broadcast against Arizona, when Arizona's winning by twenty points, they're talking about how Dana Altman is one of the most underrated coaches of all time. Like it's going to take at least like three more bad seasons before I think we're actually considering Dana on the hot seat at this point. Well, they just you feel that way, Reed. Yeah, they haven't had a bad. They haven't had a bad year where they bought him out. He's won 20 games every yeah. single year. He's been at Oregon every single year, and he's probably yeah. going to do it again this year. Yeah, so it's tough to and it's not like I mean, Oregon doesn't have like some incredible basketball history either necessarily. So I think uh, people look at Oregon and say like they have resources, they've recruited well, they should be a tournament team. And I think the fan base definitely feels that. But this year has been like tough, has had some tough breaks too. Nate Biddle going down, um, Keyshawn Bartholomew out now, like been folly Dante dealing with stuff in the middle. I don't know. I, I don't get why the Pac-12 gets so little credit either. Like, I feel like the narrative around this league is that it's so bad. And honestly, I don't watch the rest of the country to like know where it stacks up. <laughs> but me and Avery were talking about this before we went on. Like, the Pac-12 has two, two goddamn bids right now. Like, the Mountain West has six. Can we not get three or four bids? Are we that bad of a league? I, I don't think Oregon yeah. and Colorado are that bad. And, and Utah are like, Utah, the road stuff is is pretty rough. But Oregon and Colorado have looked <laughs> competent for a lot of this year. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The, the problem is, is that the bottom of the league is just good enough to make those teams look worse than they might be. I mean... My pick for most disappointing team, though, is Colorado. I do think Colorado should have been better than they are. I do think that their struggles are not solely a function of them being, uh, you know, their struggles to get into the tournament are, for, are solely a function of, of the Pac-12 being disrespected. I think they have had several opportunities to figure some stuff out. They lose to uh, Arizona State and Cal in back-to-back games, like, you can't do that. I get that Cal was like figuring it out and Arizona State are chaos agents, but I just don't think that you can afford to do that. Um, 
I think Colorado has been disappointing for a wide range of reasons. Tristan De Silva, I think a player that people were like, this is the Pac-12 player of the year favorite coming into the season. Absolutely not. Like no one, he's he's not even the best player on his own team. That's KJ Simpson. KJ Simpson is probably going to get player of the year recognition here. Uh, he's been a really nice um, player for Colorado and has really quite has come on quite well. Um, but Eddie Lampkin also disappointing on that team. Cody Williams has, has done really well as a freshman, but I think they expected a lot more contributions from some of their better players and they just haven't gotten it. Um, now to be fair to them, they're on a three game win streak. Their losses are to UCLA, Arizona, Utah, Washington state, not the worst losses, um, since January 13th, but not ones that you sort of can afford all the time, right? Especially the UCLA game probably should have won that knowing what UCLA is now. Um, probably should beat they should also try to win some road games i think they only have two road wins this season uh um, at washington and at usc in double overtime so i don't know i think colorado has been pretty disappointing as well i think that they have not quite lived up to the expectations that that were set out for them because of how much continuity they've had um i think they are they are number 61 top six their top 65 top whatever you know almost top 60 in minutes continuity that's pretty good i think you've got to be able to deliver uh um more than what they have at this point so uh i'm going with colorado um okay well that's it that's all we have any other thoughts about most disappointing basketball teams here on the men's side well i was just gonna say quickly like if colorado wins out should they be in do you think i feel like they should be yeah. in. They- yeah they play it at Oregon wins schools. Right yeah. Yeah. Like Colorado could get to 22 wins. Oregon could get to 21 wins if they beat the mountain schools at home. They'll probably to win me, their they, first game in the Pac-12 tournament too. Yeah. To me, those teams aren't great, but why can't they be 10 seeds? If we're throwing in six fucking Mountain West schools, can <laughs> can we get four Pac-12 I mean, schools? Apparently the Mountain West is very good this year. I have not been watching. I do not give a shit, but... Yeah, yeah, I haven't been watching, the, but I've been kind of keeping up the from Big the outside. 12 I don't has know. I, nine schools in. Well, nine? that's Big Twelve, so that's to be expected. Can we, can we get I mean, half as many schools as them? We're <laughs> a power league. Like, come on. I just, I just think that the Pac-12 has had. I don't know. I guess I am. I, I know. I'm normally the big Pac-12 honk. I sort of feel like this league has just been down this year. Um, I yeah. I, some of that is the Pac-12 kind of eating itself alive and the bottom of the Pac-12 just being a little too good to be able to weather a bunch of stuff and the margin for error being kind of thin. But part of that is it's just like not a lot of good teams. Like I almost think that, you know, it's good that Arizona and Washington State have kind of emerged as the two best teams in the league. Um, But I don't, you know, it's not like there's been a third or fourth that's like, you know, we got Oregon and Colorado and they're beating everyone else except each other and also Arizona and Washington state. Like that's not really happening. We got Colorado out here losing to Arizona state. We got Oregon out here losing to Cal, uh, getting their asses beat by hey, Arizona. Isn't Cal the fourth seed right now? Or is Oregon no, still not. ahead of them? No, uh, the way the things stand, Cal had a, had a really had some bad. Oh, losses that's right. The they couple lost of games. So now they're, they're pretty much out of the, well, Damn. they're not, they're very close to out of the four seed. I think the only teams that have a real shot at the four seed, what? I mean, Colorado might've locked it up. They're 10 and seven. Utah's nine and nine, um, two games back in the, in the loss column. So you need to, I don't know. You need to get your pac 12 propaganda back together. 
this this New- basketball season has worn <laughs> on me. I just I just have not. I feel that way about the women's side. I don't feel that way about the men's side because I'm like, I don't know. Like Washington State looked pretty poopy. Like all these teams have fucking lost to Santa Clara at some point. Um, you know, call, every time Colorado's had a big opportunity to like cement themselves as like a very very good team. They lose to Florida State, which I don't even think is in the field at this point. They lose to Colorado State, barely hanging on in the field, if they're in at all. Um, I don't know. I just think that these teams have broken me. All of them have broken me. But yeah. the thing is, is all teams play conference games. Like, all, all of these leagues. New Mexico, 9-7 and seven in the fucking Mountain West. And they are going yeah, to make the tournament. Yeah, like, why are they? What, what is- are we talking about here? TCU is eight and eight in the Big Twelve. Like they have to play each other. Kansas State seven and nine in the Big Twelve, ahead of Oregon on the bubble. Like I don't, I don't follow these teams, but Oregon could sweep the Mountain Schools, finish thirteen and seven in conference, and lose bids to teams with losing records in their league. That that feels messed up to me. It makes more sense to be losing bids to the Big Twelve. Losing to the Mountain West is embarrassing and yeah this league should fold good thing it's folding in this case that's embarrassing <laughs> i don't know it's it feels the big 12 again reed i'm sorry i'm just too tired to do pac-12 honkery for this fucking <laughs> come men's on league. and the big 12 the big 12 feels more like the pac-12 women's hoops where it's like yeah probably going 500 in this league is yeah. impressive because you've got nothing but top 10 teams in there and you know houston is number one overall in ken palm iowa state's number nine you got baylor at number 13 you got byu at 16 you got kansas at 17 like they've got a lot of teams that are highly rated in the metrics um and i don't know maybe that's Maybe I'm I, I, my Pac-12 honkery hat as, as I'm giving all my energy to the women's side because I just can't defend the men's side at this point. I just really can't. I, they've had too not, many dumb losses. We're not you know? asking Utah? you to defend them against the. I'm not saying that they're better than the Big Twelve. I'm saying are they are they thirty percent? Can we say they're thirty percent as good as the Big Twelve? Because right now, I mean, here's the thing: what would Oregon's record be if they were in the Big Twelve? I have it's, no clue. I don't think they're I don't we, think they're 11 and 7. I don't. I just don't. Um can we get three I, what's, teams? What's Colorado's then? record in the Big 12? It's not 10 and 7. <laughs> but the same is true. Like the ACC has five teams in. Are they that good? Yeah, the ACC sucks. Yeah, no, the ACC sucks. That's just brand stuff. That's them getting North Carolina and Duke and all that other the shit. Big the Big 10 has six good. teams in. We can't get four teams in. The Big 10 has six. Yeah, Big Ten, Big Ten always sucks, and they always do this. And I look forward to all of them flaming out in the round of 32. Um, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> get your honking together, Carlos. Come on. You of all people, should you should be ashamed of yourself. I know, I know, I get it. <laughs> all right, well, well, uh, that's it for us. I think let's let's wrap this all up. Uh, yeah, there's some rapid fire stuff. Whatever. Uh, at, at some point, I'll talk about UCLA and where their season has gone. Maybe I should put something up individually. It's fine. Uh, but for now, that's all we have. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to like this video if you're still hanging around. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Helps us juice our numbers. Helps us look pretty good out there on the internet. We really, really appreciate it. And thank you again to Homefield for sponsoring this podcast, uh, wearing our lovely Homefield shirts at, right now. Uh, gorgeous stuff. Go check it out at homefieldapparel.com. For now, that is Reed. That's Avery. I'm Carlos. Thanks for listening. And remember, there are no truck stops here. Not even one. 